Hey everyone, welcome to Totally Talking Sports, episode 28. As always, thanks for tuning in. Kyle, Logan, how you guys doing? I'm doing alright. Had a rough week at work, uh, but overall, doing just fine. Are you getting transferred to the places you want to go? Oh yeah, no, probably not, so I'm looking for a new job. So. Mm. I talked to like the operations manager, and he was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, usually within like uh, after a year, um, but we do try to work with people." And I was like, "It's <laughs> probably not going to happen." <laughs> it's a, starting at a year, so I'm looking for something else. I also want my fucking weekends back. Yeah, and Brittany's looking for something so she can have weekends off too, so we can actually do stuff on the weekends, oh, yeah. catch some more UFC fights, <clears throat> watch college football. Yeah, watch sports I care about, you know, instead yeah. of missing them all the time. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. So, what, what are the places you think about? Uh, I applied at a couple, like, banks. Um, one of them was, like, a personal banker. Uh, way different from a teller, let me tell you that much. Uh, I had not qualified for that at all. I had, <laughs> but when I applied, I had $30 in my bank account. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they would want me. <laughs> Shoot for the stars, yeah. man. Uh, but, no, I'm just trying to find something just office-like, 9 to 5. Kind of deal. Right on. <clears throat> um, got a new job. Uh, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, <clears throat> but we'll be working at Cintas as a uh, service sales rep. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much it. Went and did my background check today. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn stoked, dude. I'm making more money again. Yeah. And, uh, weekends off, four day work weeks. Nice, um, four tens. Hey, Monday's off or Friday's off? So it depends on what route. <coughs> okay, it can is. you get like a Tuesday so or it, Wednesday? It can be Monday through Friday. Yeah, it can be any day. That's so. still not bad at all. Which I'm like, I don't think I would want a Monday or Friday. You know, it's like, Dude, you know I, I, I want to power out four days, but at the same time, I don't want a Wednesday power. or it's Thursday, nice. right in the middle of the week, and then and then Amanda's off, and you're just chilling, playing video games, doing your thing, taking going on walks, you know, but then just chilling, just having some Kai time. So that's what I like, right? <laughs> because uh, don't get me wrong, I love I love my time with Amanda, right? We're the type where it's like I always want to go with her, she always wants to be with me. Mm-hmm. I'm the you same know, way. When but you get like, that little bit of time, dude, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. I used yeah. to have I used to have Timmy Tuesdays. Timmy Tuesdays. When we first started dating, because yeah, she was like, "Are you hanging out with me every day of the week?" And I was like, "No." And then one day, did decompress, do my thing, and she was like, "What day?" I don't know. Tuesday. Right Tuesday. Yeah. Um, man, just astronomical. <laughs> it was crazy. Zero zero a hundred zero 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 zero. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm hoping for a Wednesday or Thursday. Um, yeah, because uh, you know, if I have two days that are fucking hell, I get a little day off. If yeah, I get two more, and I get two days off. You know, or Thursday, I think for me would be ideal. It's like, all right, maybe hand out three, get a little day, get one little work day on a Friday, and then. Honestly, right? If you work three days in a row, have a day off, go in for a day, probably doesn't even feel like you're working. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Oh, Friday's yeah, like, oh, okay, sure, I can do this. You know, yeah. No big deal. I think Fridays are like usually like the easiest route days too. Yeah. So I'm like, I think Thursday would be ideal, but it depends on whatever route I get. Right. So I mean, it could be Monday, it could be whatever. Um, I don't. I hope I don't get Tuesday. I hope Tuesday seems like the worst day. Personally, I hope you get <clears throat> Monday from because I, everyone's fine. I get Mondays off, so then we can be friends. <laughs> and play. Well, that would be a bonus <laughs> if I get Mondays off. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, nothing, uh, nothing else too crazy about you, Tim. Yeah, same. Just, just been working. Um, yeah, you know, house sitting, like you know, like we do every other week. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So yeah, just doing that. Yeah. 
<laughs> not being able to spend time in my home. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, other than that, though, I've been just straight chilling. All right, guys. So back to our regular <laughs> format as we go along. Who wants to go first? Oh, wait. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Hey, everyone, get prepared. I've been bamboozled. <laughs> and I'm sorry if I bamboozled you. Kyle, hit us with some sports news that we did not know that we cared about. All right, this week, kicking off with NFL. Adam Vinatieri retires at 48 years old, man. Dude, if, I wouldn't even play till 50. But that, he started shanking some kicks. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, big time. Yeah, he's, I mean, I can't blame the guy. Mm-hmm. That's, when my dad was 50, he could barely tie his shoes. Right, <laughs> so, 48, he's still kicking them. That's pretty dope. Um, also, Brandon Jacobs announced ah. on Thursday that he wanted to get back into the league. Tim Tebow kind of inspired him. It's not going to happen. But he's not a as a running back. back. Oh, my God. As what? He wants to come back to any team that will give him a chance as a defensive end. <laughs> that means he put on so much weight yeah. since he got out of the league. <laughs> 38 years old. He says, all I need is a chief. Not no. gonna happen. No, Jacobs. Not <laughs> no. gonna happen. No, no it's <laughs> not the star power that Tim Tebow brings. And then odds makers list Cowboys' Mike McCarthy as the early favorite to be the NFL's first coach to get fired <laughs> in the yeah. 2021 season. That made me die laughing. <clears throat> um, going over to MLB, the Angels' pitching coach Mickey Callaway fired for sexual allegations. Inappropriate. <laughs> Maybe, dude. Maybe wanted him to tickle some of that. Yeah. Uh, inappropriate behavior towards female reporters, as usual. Um, MLB determined that Callaway did violate MLB's policy. Shocking. Um, Joe West breaks MLB record by umpiring 5,376 regular season games. Um, obviously, he's going to keep on going to shatter that record. Yeah. But my fucking God, that is a lot. That's a lot. A lot One season's years. 162. How much umps get paid? <clears throat> I I believe they're yeah, the most cool. paid umpires, um, or like referees or anything like that right. in sports. Really? Because their seasons are 162 games. Right? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure NFL referees <laughs> around 120,000 dollars a year. Yeah, because dude, I mean, dude, they're traveling. Sen- senior umps can make time. upwards of 350,000 a year. Dude, dude, we've been doing just to wrong. just to know some sports rules. We can do that for free, dude. I'm gonna start umpiring little. <laughs> Dude, Holy just shit. being a third base up, you know, just staring at the plate. Safe. Out. <laughs> did he swing? No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Okay, that is wow. God damn, he can make a lot. <clears throat> All right. With Trout out, who's going to be the AL MVP? Oh, that's shocking. I know. So, so far, <laughs> probably the, article, <laughs> the article that I've read kicked it off with Xander Bogarts. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Byron Buxton, Garrett Cole, or Otani. Yeah. I was like, uh, what? I think it's like a one horse race. With, with Trout, I still think Otani, Otani was going to do it. And yeah. they put him like fifth on the list. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Power rankings um, Padres at one, Dodgers at two, Rays at three, White Sox four, Red Sox five, Angels 25, maybe. <laughs> 25. <laughs> Nice. We are falling apart. Okay, uh, soccer. Champions League this Saturday at 12 p.m. Man City versus Chelsea. Stay tuned. And also, I don't know if you guys heard about Diego Maradona. Maradona? Nope. Um, so, he died mm-hmm. a while back. Yeah. Died of some heart failure. 
Jesus. But seven medical professionals are being charged with homicide after investigation into his death. Um, a damning investigation into his death was passed on to prosecutors earlier this month, who have now requested that those accused are not permitted to leave the country. The accused will begin to testify on May 31st um, and could face between 8 to 25 years in prison if they get convicted. Um, <clears throat> so one of them is a, uh, I think it was like a psychiatrist, the surgeon, a couple of nurses, it was all medical staff. And it was pretty much saying that they believe that he could have still been alive if they would have been doing their jobs by doing the right follow-ups and uh, precautions with everything after his brain surgery. And they think that that's what led up to his death. So uh, stay tuned. It'll be, be a pretty big topic. Yeah, interesting to see how that turns out. <coughs> exactly. Um, he, he's, he's a major alcoholic. Yeah, yes. That was that was the leading <laughs> cause into his <laughs> yeah. death. He had brain surgery, and I don't think he would have stopped drinking. Uh, but, you know, maybe, maybe it was the doctors. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, not, not even close. Not even close. So I, I don't know exactly what's going to come from that, but I'm trying to make sure that I keep up on that. Um, going to NHL. Nothing too much to talk about. Just going to talk about the updated right now. Avalanche swept the Blues um, 4-0. They move on. Now they're going to be playing against either the Golden Knights or the Wild, who is pushing it back now to a insane seven-game series. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that is going to be a fun one to watch. Toronto leads 3-1. They're currently down 2-0 to the Canadians in Game 5, but we'll see if they can come back. Um, Winnipeg Jets swept the Oilers. To me, again, biggest surprise. Yeah. Um, I thought the Jets had a chance to beat them. I did not think it was going to be a sweep. Yeah, the Oilers looked sure. like they did not belong. Yeah, not even close. Um, Islanders against Penguins. Our boys did it. Great And series. now they're going up. Yeah, amazing series. Amazing series. Now they're going up against the Bruins, who I thought this series was going to be more of a battle, but I said it last time, right? I feel like momentum of everything that had happened in that game, what, game two, game, or game three? Yeah. We lost in overtime, and Ovechkin lost it. Thought that was going to cause a crumble. Looks like it did. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be the first matchup so far um, from the East. And then the Central, Carolina leads Nashville 3-2, and Tampa Bay beat the Florida Panthers 4-2 in the series. Um, so they move on. Um, <clears throat> it's just been, it's been a crazy playoff so far in hockey. Um, all of them have been really close games to really close series, except for Colorado and uh, Winnipeg, obviously. Yes. Um, and then going into basketball, um, not too far into round one yet. Uh, we have four that are 2-0 series leads, and the other four series are all tied 1-1. Um, so it's going to be, uh, gonna be, I think, a, a pretty close and interesting battle coming down between these. Jazz and Memphis tied 1-1. Clippers down to Dallas, 2-0. Yeah. I didn't really see that I, so far. Playoff I, P, man. I <clears throat> love that. I love it, too. I, I fucking love Paul it. Paul George overrated as fuck. I think that Clippers team was just completely overrated. Uh, I'm not shocked they're down 2-0. I didn't see it happening. They have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And Paul George, great in the regular season. Paul George can't show up in the playoffs. No. Never has. I don't know why he would ever give himself the nickname Playoff P. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> um, Denver Portland tied 1-1. Phoenix and the Lakers tied 1 1. They played tonight. So do Denver and Portland. <coughs> Jeez. Um, Philadelphia and Washington. Philly up 2 uh, 0. That's not a series. Yeah, that's going to be a blowout. Um, Knicks and Atlanta 1 1. Great series. It's going to be a great series. But Best whoever so moves far on gets blown out. 
Absolutely. Yeah. But these teams, I feel like they hate each other. I don't know why. I don't know why either. But they do. Yeah, they really so, do. I love it. I'm here for it. Um, Bucks, I think they're going to be blowing up the heat. Like they were one and a half point favorites tonight. And if I wasn't so lazy and had actually set up my like accounts to gamble, <laughs> I would have hammered that. Just entire life savings. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. My one and a half after they beat the Heat by like 40 the last two times <laughs> yeah, they played right. them. Yeah, okay. Um, And then uh, Brooklyn Nets over the Celtics to zip. Um, I mean, that's... We look so bad. <laughs> so, I thought we would make it competitive. Not having Jalen Brown doesn't help. But we look bad. Kimball Walker's playing bad. Yeah, he's not playing well. But I, I don't, no one in the East is going to match up against the Nets well at all. No. Not even Philly. No. It's, yeah. I am looking forward to that series, though, because it's obviously... Yeah, it's going to be a clear one-two in, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the Sixers. The thing about the Sixers is they always find a way to lose. Yeah, it's but fun. I think I think with uh, Doc's there this year, right? Doc Rivers. Are I don't care. Doc Rivers, he finds ways to lose. I know, but he, he's got more experience. The, their coaching hasn't been there. I think this team they put it better. They put it together better this year. Okay. Okay. To ma- at least make it interesting in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Okay. All right, and then we're going to uh, <clears throat> UFC. Most recent fight night was Font versus Garbrandt. Um, I was in SAC, and I was uh, I was there for my buddy's jujitsu competition. Um, so I didn't get to watch too much of it on the way back. I was watching it on ESPN Plus on my phone, um, so I got to see some of it. Uh, Wait, what were you watching? The UFC fight, fight oh, okay. night. Um, Font versus Garbrandt. Font, I mean, annihilated Garbrandt. I was oh, struck really? 183 to 78. Um, and one of the posts that I saw that was the funniest to me was like, man, everyone in 2021 is getting knocked out except Garbrandt. <laughs> Taking 183 strikes to the fucking face, pretty much. 170, 145 of those went to the head. Jesus. I mean, he, he wasn't even blocking. But yeah, and he, I mean, he lost by unanimous decision. Right, but he went all five. <clears throat> but he went all five. Good for him. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, no that, that's no question. And, and, and he's had glimpses of a glass jaw. So, like, every time he took a punch to the face, I'm like, oh, he's going down. Oh, he's going down. Never went down. So, hey, good off to you. Um, Carlo Esparza. 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 Um, beat the shit out of fucking Jonan. Uh, in the second round, put in like a crucifix. Boom, TKO. She's looking like the next one to uh, fight Doug Rose. Okay. It's looking like she's probably the next one. Unless it's, I mean, Jank. Whatever, Junk. Jank. Junk. Yeah, junk. whatever. Junk Whaley. Whaley. Um, I think the rematch should be next. Because that was a kick. I mean, it was it was obviously just such a, a one-time thing where right. that fight should have been so much better. Yeah. So then I'll be the one. And then the Jack Manson fight that got pushed back to that week was on this card. Um, they kicked off the main card. And Jack Manson, I mean, he won uh, 29-27 by all judges. Um, so, other than that, a lot of decisions. Uh, a couple prelim knockouts, but that was pretty much it. Right. Um, <clears throat> golf, man. Tim's recent topic of the... Uh, year for the comebacks, staying true. Yes. Mickelson wins PGA Championship at minus six. Um, and he hadn't won what, 2018, I think? 2018, but it was his first major since like 2011 <laughs> or something like that. First major, right? His first major. Jesus Christ. I think he won the 18th Pebble Beach Pro Land back in 2018. So it's been three years since he won. Um, oldest player to ever win yes, a major. 50. Yeah. 50 years yeah. old. Oldest player to ever win a major. Good for you, Lefty. I've said on this podcast before, I love you. Yeah. How can you not love Phil Mickelson? Yeah. Yeah. Him and his 
what I'm calling out. Pretty obvious spray tan. Pretty sure that was a spray tan. Skin looking like leather at 50 <laughs> with that spray tan. But Mickey, man, I love you. Um, and then right now, Spieth and Sergio Garcia. I haven't even said Sergio Garcia's name in probably four years, five years. He's like public enemy <clears throat> number like seven on my list. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. So uh, back in, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago, he was playing a tournament in Abu Dhabi. Um, the, the footage never surfaced. In Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Yeah, I went, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, so, Fight Island, he was fighting the Greens that day. Um, wasn't having a good day, and then proceeded to take his putter and smash the greens, like turn it upside down and just whack it in a turn. Nice, yeah. And he's he's known because you know he's a he's a Spaniard and he's known for throwing fits because he's a child, just like John Rom, who's public enemy number six. Yeah. <laughs> so Spanish golfers. Yeah, I'm really six, hoping seven. Gordon Spieth just gives it to him and uh, just rails it. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah so Spieth and Garcia though currently tied at minus seven to round one. For the Charles Schwab Challenge. And then in tennis, Coco Goff tops Wang Zhang for first career clay court title. American teenager Coco stormed to her second career singles title as she comfortably dispatched Zhang 6-1 and then 6-3 at the Emilia Romanga Open in her first clay court final. Saturday. Good for her. Yeah, yeah dude. Coco has really been coming together. Um, she's very young. But she's looking like a prodigy, and that clay, always a challenge to play on. Yeah. And the fact that she did it so young, <clears throat> hats off to you, dude. Her and Osaka. Anything else nice for tennis, tennis real quick? Yeah. Do you have anything else for tennis? Uh, no. You have no. something else? I do. I do. French Open coming up, guys. Um, tune in. Another, you know, one of the, uh, whatever they call it, not majors, not championships, but, you know, one of the French Opens, whatever they're called. Major um, tournament. Yeah. <clears throat> Federer, uh, Djokovic, and Nadal, all in the same... Bracket. Okay. Usually, you know, they're like split up. Yeah. To try to get them to in the, finals. the finals. There's not going to be any possible way for it going to be Nadal versus uh, Djokovic. I okay. Federer is getting old. He's not going to have a chance, but it should be interesting. All right. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I think I saw Serena too. Um, I think that they said that she qualified pretty damn high too. Yeah, Serena still right. has it. I don't know. Like the only reason why <laughs> Serena. Naomi Osaka. Yeah. Yeah. No. The only reason Serena's not. Still at the top of her game is because of Naomi Osaka and girls like Coco Goff that are so young that are coming in now that are just, I wouldn't say just as talented because Serena's the greatest, but they're up there for talent and Serena's just getting a little bit up there in age. Yeah. So. No, I agree. I was watching this ESPN thing like, I don't know, a year ago, eight months ago. And it was going on over like the top 10 greatest athletes of all time. And Serena Williams was like number, like I think, six on the list. That's of just better. Because yeah. there's, no, there's been nobody... So it wasn't like really like athletically gifted people, you know. It was but just it was like, like dominating dominant their in their sport. Like right. Tiger Woods, I think was like number three or something, yeah. number two. Yeah. Um, and it was like, yeah, I hundred percent agree because I was like, dude, Serena, she's she will be the goat of women's tennis. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, but that wraps it up for this week's Kyle Sports News. You didn't know you cared about. Awesome. awesome. Anything else to add? Really? No, not anything. Right on. Okay. Hey, so who wants to go first? Um, okay, I will go first. Okay. Okay, so Logan Morning break up the timer. Oh, good point, good point. Good point, good point. To me. Thank you very much. One second twice. Right, whenever you're ready. Okay. Guys, my topic for this week is rivalries. Right? Okay. Mainly Brooks Kepka versus Bryson DeChambeau. So Bryson DeChambeau, my list. 
Public Enemy number five. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, I don't like Bryson DeChambeau. And uh, I wasn't aware of this, um, but they've had a long-stemming rivalry. They've hated each other for a long time. And I didn't know that. I thought it was just recently. So, those of you that don't know PGA Championship, Brooks Kepka was getting interviewed uh, Sunday afternoon after he lost to Phil Mickelson. And he was just saying, oh, man, the, the greens were hard to read. And I was just having a tough day out there. It wasn't going my way. Stuff like that. Bryson DeChambeau just uh, walked by him. Uh, and then Brooks Kepka lost all focus in the entire world <laughs> and began cursing on public television on the interview. Um, it was great. And he was, you know, just saying, like, I sorry, I lost my fucking focus. I can't deal with that shit. <laughs> so nobody knows exactly, except for, you know, the people that were right there, if Bryson had said something while he was walking by, some, something snarky, um, or if he was just stomping by with his big, cloggy feet being Bryson DeChambeau. However, so I was like, man, that's kind of cool. However, this rivalry has been going for much longer. It stems back to 2019. In January of 2019, Brooks Kepka calls slow play embarrassing while playing Dubai Desert Classic with Bryson. And then in August of 2019, so just uh, you know, six months later, um, they actually had talked. So they talked and I guess worked it out. Because, I don't know, Bryson wanted to talk it out. And then in January 2020, Bryson calls out Brooks' abs on Twitch. So Bryson was doing a Twitch stream of Fortnite because, you know, Bryson is, you know, a grown man making millions of dollars and he wants to play Fortnite. Um, that's fine. Uh, everyone knows Brooks Kepka is pretty built. And in, yes, so yes. Brooks Kepka was in the Sports <laughs> Illustrated Body Edition, you know, that, you know, that edition where they get naked and all that good stuff. Um, apparently... Brooks had like a four-pack, right? And oh, no. Bryson called him out for not having a six-pack. So Brooks responded on Twitter um, with pictures of all of his major championship trophies. He's got four. And then he said, you were right, Bryson DeChambeau. I am too short of a six-pack. Big flex. And then February 2020, uh, Bryson DeChambeau was actually named to the fittest top 50 list. Um seconds. Um, then after that, so in July, Brooks Kepka posted a Kenny Powers gif. You know Kenny Powers? Yeah. Legend, America legend. Um, <laughs> and then it's just Kenny Powers confronts steroid allegations. Because <laughs> <clears throat> I think Bryson did uh, steroids because there's no way 10 protein shakes a day gets you that big. Yeah. Um, and then so July 2020, same month, um, they were playing in a tournament Bryson DeChambeau had called for a rules official because a bug was on his ball. And then that. later that tournament, um, Brooks walks up to his ball, goes, hey, there's an ant on my ball, and then proceeds just to whack it. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> give a shit. There's an ant on my ball, and then hits his ball. So pretty cool there. Um, and there's and there's a few more guys. But all I'm saying here is Bryson DeChambeau, I think, is a bitch. I've started to like him a little bit more, more and more. Now I just hate him again. You know what I mean? Now I just hate him again. This brought it all back up. Yeah, this brought it all back up. Um, Bryson DeChambeau, I just don't think he has any room to talk here. He's not in the same club as Brooke Kep Kepka yet, so I don't know why he's opening his mouth. He's won one major. Bryson DeChambeau, don't get me wrong. Like, you're a good player. He's in the top ten in the official world golf ranking. I recognize that you are extremely talented, uh, but I don't think that you'll ever hold a candle up to Brooks. Um, I hate you. You're a piece of shit. Um, Leave my guy Brooksy alone. 
And that's all I got. That's good. I like that, dude. I mean, he can drive the ball, right? Like, he can whack the shit out of the ball. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's probably the most outstanding part of his game. Yeah, he doesn't lay it up nice. He doesn't, you know, putt the best. His game's gotten better and stuff like that, but still, his, his, his... Really, his only part of his game is driving. That's all he relies on. Yeah. He, he can drive three seven. If he doesn't get in the fairway, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do. Yeah. Um, and like you said, dude, Kepka, he's, he's a very good golfer that has the track record. So, I mean, I, I don't know if there's something else that's ignited that flame. I mean, I am trying like, to get into Brooks's head. Like, I don't. Right. I don't know. That's weird. And then, and so after, so after the interview, Bryson had tweeted, "Glad I'm living in your head, rent free." At Brooks Kepka. Oh, he also yeah, he, he tweeted that after Brooks tweeted at Aaron Rodgers oh, yes. and said, "Sorry, bro." So I yeah, he got I don't know if you saw. Yeah, so there's supposed I to be did. another like you know the match, the match where it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, and so then Bryson <laughs> or and then Brooks, for those of you who don't know, tweeted to Aaron Rodgers, "Sorry, bro." <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. I. I love it because Brooks is bringing this rivalry to the forefront. This is what, you know what, this is what golf needs. Yes, exactly. So, so for those, you know, Logan has a different topic, but he was originally going to be talking about golf fans. Yeah, well, I was originally going to be talking about that the MLB and golf need to adapt and, like, change to be more relevant. I was going to take golf kind of out of that because I feel like baseball really has more to do. Golf is more of, like, I feel like they should lean in more to rivalries and stuff like that. And oh yeah, and I, I was I was gonna get heated. No, I once know. you mentioned golf, I was gonna come at you sideways. I know. I, I thought about it and I was like, <laughs> I don't really have anything against golf. It's more of like it's just it's a gentleman's sport. It's a it's a more laid back sport. So that's they're not gonna try to break out and make it some theatrical competition. Right. But I thought maybe speed of the pace play a little bit, lean in more to like rivalries, stuff like that. Well, I mean, this is <laughs> this is exactly great. this yeah. is a great opportunity. This gets young people excited. They like. And then Dave Portnoy yes. <laughs> um, had tweeted out, I have just texted Brooks Kepka to be, um, or no, I type, shoot. Oh, so Dave Portnoy is supposed to be doing a match versus Brooks Kepka. Yes. Brooks Kepka is going to play left-handed and try to beat Dave Portnoy. <laughs> and then uh, Dave Portnoy tweeted to Bryson DeChambeau, hey, you want a caddy for me? <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd pay $60 on paper. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so fucking great. They they really should look into just pairing the two of them up for fucking day one on Thursday. I want U.S. Open. I want these two to be paired together for the first two rounds. I think it'd be great. That'd be so awesome. That'd be great. That'd be the prime. Just the two of them fucking hating each other back and forth every fucking show. I love that there was a clip of as Bryson was like teeing off or he was getting set up for one of his shots. And someone in the in the Call fans, Brooksy. yeah, at a boy Brooksy, and he turned around and he was like, "Whoever said that? I want you out of here." He, he's just like a fucking Karen, and I hate it so much. Yeah. Like, he is. He is such a Karen. Um, yeah, but if they get paired together at the U.S. Open uh, for the first two rounds, that's going to either end at them both at plus ten or them at minus ten. There's yeah. no in between. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're going to either bring the best out of each other or the absolute worst. Yeah. <laughs> So going back to what you said, though, I can kind of agree with that, right? Because golf is, I feel like you just have tons of respect, right? I feel like yeah. it's rare when you get a rivalry that's this big like this one, you know? Right. Which is obviously only going to add to it. But I feel like there's golf fans and there's people that don't like golf, right? Whereas baseball, it's like America's pastime. It's, you know, people know baseball, right? Like People can say, oh, yeah, I've seen a baseball game. 
Yeah. yeah everyone, ever, everyone, like, everyone is somewhat of a baseball fan, and that's why Logan's not going to be perfect because, you know, in, within baseball, it's just people aren't appreciating the game as much. Um, well, that, that was not my argument. Well, and, and so to that, I think baseball needs to change. Yes. It needs to do yeah. something to get people more excited about it. I feel like people were, were getting more excited about the home run. And then the MLB drew back on it. And then they killed it. Let's, we, let's steroids we back like in. seeing people hit 50 home runs a game. I like watching golf and seeing Bryson DeChambeau almost drive the green across that water at the Arnold Palmer yeah. Invitational. Yeah. It was yeah. wild. Yeah, as, much, was as much as I don't like him yeah, seeing that, he, I'm like, that's fucking Yeah, cool. you yeah. can't deny talent. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like you can hate somebody, but if you're somebody that appreciates sports, that means you appreciate talent. I appreciate his talent. I hate Bryson as a person. Yeah, yes. it's like Logan last week, right, with uh, Kyrie Irving. Like, I hate the motherfucker. Yeah, God I hit him off the court, good. but yeah. But God damn, he's good yeah. on the court. Right? right. It's like the same thing, so. Right. Yeah, I mean, other than that. I mean, <laughs> hey, well, that's awesome, though, because I didn't hear or see anything about the rivalry. So that was all new news to me. So that was, that was awesome. Yeah, no, it's been going on for a long time. That's hilarious. It's going on for it. two years now. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, what, that's honestly kind of why Brooks is, if I had to pick a favorite golfer, it probably, probably would be Brooks, just because he's younger. And I feel like he leans in more to the competition side. He also leans into the cockiness side a little bit. Yeah, love it. Where you know he has a great performance, and he is not afraid to say anything. And I feel like that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. No, especially when he was. I think he was tied for the lead at one of his U.S. Opens that, or the U.S. Open that he won, or something like that. And he had just gone and just said, uh, "Yeah, I don't do a whole lot of practice before. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit confident. I've, um, I've and I just go out and play. I've heard that he gets bored." Because he doesn't really, like, prepare. Like, Bryson does, like, all this fucking science shit to prepare mm-hmm. for everything. Brooks just goes out there and plays golf. And there's been, like, times where he's performed poorly on a Sunday. And he's like, I got bored. And I just, like, stopped paying attention <laughs> to what was happening. <laughs> and he just hits a ball wrong. And he's like, ah, oh, well. Like, he, I feel like he's just, like, laid back. He's, like, naturally talented. And because of that, he doesn't really try that. I would love to be – I think Brooks kept his caddy would be the cushiest job. One, he has a hot wife, which means hot friends that travel. You know what I mean? Right. Booming. And then, you know, he's like, what's the yardage? And then he was like, I think it's like 154. He's like, all right, you know, like fucking pitching wedge, whatever. And then he he misses it. And you're like, oh, man, we'll get it the next time. He's like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I literally don't care. (laughs) Stop talking to me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, I love their rivalry. I hope it continues. Uh, I I want Brooks also to be guest commentator. Uh, for the match, oh, that, that would be, be fantastic. That would be fantastic. That would be I won't tune into that the would be match. Comedy gold, um, unless Brooks is involved in some yeah, in some way. Form. Because it's Bryson DeChambeau. Like if they chose another golfer to golf against Bo Melton, I'd probably tune in. Yeah, but like the fact, like Rory McIlroy, I would love that. You know, because I like Rory. Bryson, come on, dude. Bryson. There's so many people out there who don't like Bryson. There's yeah, many people that do. Don't get me wrong. He's got his fans, and there are more and more people like him. But there's a plenty of people who don't like him. That's right. Agreed. Absolutely. Also, quickly on the match, have you guys seen Tom Brady's trash talk? Uh, I saw I saw he tuned in the trash talk, and I think I did see him post something. I don't I, recall I what, what it was, yeah, though. Yeah, he has been uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. <laughs> Regardless, he has just been going in on Aaron Rodgers and uh, yes. <laughs> as well as Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, he said they were going, he was going that him and Phil were playing against uh, a scientist, like a failed scientist and a, and a wannabe Jeopardy host. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. His, that his, wasn't the one I saw. His, his most recent three tweets 
are have you guys seen the meme that came out of uh brooks and bryson's exchange no it's brooks looking annoyed as fuck oh yeah and then bryson in the back and it's just essentially it's like you and then something awful yeah, yeah, in the background yeah, 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 and he, tom brady is posted three in a row <laughs> memes one of them is aaron and bryson as brooks and then bryson in the back walking me tom brady making memes <laughs> <laughs> the next one is aaron Rodgers as brooks kepka and then Bryson DeChambeau is the Packers kicking a field goal down seven. <laughs> I did see that. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, I saw that one. And then the last one was Aaron realizing he has he has to spend the whole day with Bryson. Bryson happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady's Tom Brady's meme game on point on point. He's I couldn't complain. It. Boom, He's killing it. He's killing it. All right, I mean, hey, that's all I got. That's all I got. I love it. Guys, right. want to go next? Or want me to go next? Yeah. All right, so I switched mine up to uh, a pretty big thing. For me, at least, big UFC fan, um, the judging. The judging, there's a huge issue with this. And so I did a little bit of research. I'm just going to go through some of these uh, decision scores in just the last seven fights, like fight nights, mm-hmm. right? So whether it was a fight night or a pay per view, whatever it was, pretty much the last seven Saturdays, so almost two months. Okay. Right? So we're in a little of seven weeks. This is how many, there's been more than two. Three, four, five, six that I found in seven weeks that made no sense, right? So the first one was uh, Spencer versus Dumont. Two judges gave it, I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. First judge gave it 27 to 30. Okay. Right, so all three rounds for one guy. The next one did 29, 28. So two That's rounds for the opposite guy. Then the last one did 29, 28, two rounds towards um, Dumont. So the fact that one guy could say, oh, this was a unanimous fight, right? And have one person to kind of back him up, say, oh, one was iffy. But one to go, oh, no, no, no. The other guy won two fights. Two rounds. Yeah, or, yeah sorry. Two rounds. Doesn't make sense. How, how can one judge see, oh, yeah, he beat him all three rounds. And another one goes, no, this guy won two of the rounds. So that one ended in split decision? Split decision. Okay, keep going. Second one. 48-47. 50-45. 50-45. Right, so two judges saw it as such of a blowout that one guy won all five rounds and the other guy lost five rounds. Yeah, and the other one goes, "No, the other guy won two of the rounds," which I can see it. Right, that one's more of a up in the air. But to me, when it's you're saying two judges saying with blowouts, it should be a forty-nine, forty-six, not forty-eight, forty-seven. Another one, <clears throat> twenty-nine, twenty-eight, thirty, twenty-seven, and the last one was twenty-seven, thirty. So. Two of them saying that he won two rounds or three rounds. And the last guy saying, no, this guy won all three rounds. So it makes no sense. So this one dominated the whole fight. But this guy thought the other guy dominated the entire fight. Makes no sense. sense. Makes no sense. Um, 29-28, 28-29, 28-28. This one seems pretty similar. But there was two 29s, right? Two 29-28 and a 28-29. So the judge, yeah, judges saw, okay, if, if, right? But another judge saw it so bad in one round that the guy got made. Right? So two gave it a very, very close fight. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I, I couldn't win either way. I couldn't win either way. And the last one did it 28-28 as a draw, saying that one of the rounds was an absolute blowout. Doesn't make sense. Another one, 30-27, and then 28-29, 28-29. So again, two judges said this guy won by unanimous decision, and this guy says the other one all three rounds. Doesn't make any sense. 27-30, 29-28, 27-30. Two judges said it was a three-round blowout 
the other judge says the other guy won by two rounds, right? So this is constantly where at least one of the judges is coming up with something out of their ass. Like, I don't know what fight they're watching. I don't know what rules they're going off of. But this has been now, like I said, this is seven fights where the judges, kind of in my eyes, just blew it. They absolutely blew it. Whether it was a main event, a title fight, or just a regular fight on the card. In the last seven weeks, there's only been six, right? So, I mean, if you went back a year, you can only imagine how many there would be. But this is a common thing where Dana White will comment after a fight and go, what the fuck was that judge thinking, right? There's been judges on The Ultimate Fighter where, I mean, you know, Dana White, it is what it is, right? He's not going to go overturn it. He doesn't have that authority. So it's like, but he goes off and he rants. And it's like, did that judge get fired? Maybe, maybe not. But the UFC has to install some type of better format when they're hiring judges. Because in my opinion, it doesn't make any sense that the commentators go, oh, shit, right? Like, they'll, they'll list off the things and go, well, was one of those rounds an eight? Who the fuck gave an eight? Right? Or, oh, one, he, they're saying that he won three rounds? Like, that was a five-round blowout. Like, the commentators don't understand it. Dana White doesn't understand it. So the fact that this is happening so often, there has to be some type of format installed to make, to make it better. Um, that's pretty much my, my little rant about it. You're so good with your rant. You always, you always get right up there. I try to talk fast. And I talk I, okay, fast. so my first question for you, because you know more than I do, um, are the judges allowed to talk with each other, or are they supposed to just write down their scores and then turn it in without without any collusion going on? So to my knowledge, it's by themselves. I'm pretty sure there's no like, Okay, they, it they should be. talk about it. Uh-huh. It should be, at least. Yeah, and I, I, I think that well, is right. So, I mean, I, I think it's right, too, because then you can't have somebody like, yeah. But also at the same time, then you then they could be like, "Hey man, how, why would why would did you give him a blowout victory when we gave the other guy a twenty nine twenty eight? Why'd you give him a thirty twenty seven? Like explain it to us. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'd have to do research, but I'm almost positive on this. So if someone's listening, they can call me out on it. Or Logan, if you're looking it up, to my knowledge, they're all on their own. I think they have. I don't know if they all sit together. I, I thought they sat together. And I think I know. I know it's how boxing works. I'm pretty sure. Right. Else, the other, but I'm pretty sure they do it on their own, so that way they can't sway another person's thoughts towards the round. And then two, they submit it round by round. Right. So not like at the end of the fight they go, "Oh, I'll get this, this, this," you know, and like that. It's round by round, so that way it's not like a oh, as a whole, I think he did better. And see, that's the but, thing. I I like the way they're. If that's the way it's set up, Kyle. Then then I think that that's the way it should be set up. However, like you said, there needs to be something in place where this doesn't happen. Yeah, because that's that's my thing is I just don't know how. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know here. Let me, uh, let me look this up too. Um, how much does a UFC judge make? My other question is: Are they even employed by the UFC, or are they employed by the state fighting commission of whatever state? Yeah, because it could be like Nevada fighting commission. Because I feel like that's what it is. Dana White gets all upset about it. He gets mad when they fight in Vegas or when they fight in New York or wherever they fight. He gets mad at the athletic commission. That makes a whole that like that makes a whole lot more sense because that actually does. Dana White may not go out and hire his own judges. That could be a way to fix it. Go out and find his judges that he likes from each state. Like, okay, this guy. These people know how to. These people know how. 
offering fat contracts. Dana White and the UFC are rich as fuck. Well, yeah, and, and it's something else is because I've always wondered why that's still a thing. I don't know if it's because it's a fighting sport, and that's why, like, technically, like, for legal reasons, if, you know, like, you're fighting somebody. But with every other sport, it's just unified refs no matter where the game is being played. If it's being played in Mexico, if it's being played in London, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the NFL has the NFL referees that they assign yeah, to each game. Exactly. But UFC, it feels like they're just at the mercy of whatever state or wherever they're fighting. So the next the next thing I would think about is is that's what – is the state requiring that? Like, hey, if you want to fight here, you have to use our, our refs. I feel like it probably works that way because they because I've I've seen in the past different uh, different events that have controversial endings based off of a rule that is okay in one state and not okay in another state. Right. Um, like there's rules in the UFC that are you know universally banned, but I feel like there's a couple rules here and there that aren't as obvious that something would happen, and whether it's like oh the fight is left up into the hands of the fighter or the fight is left up in the hands of a doctor, and like oh in New York. It's left up to the doctor, but in Vegas, it's left up to the fighter. I don't. That's not an actual example. I'm just saying it's something along yeah. those lines. And so, depending on where you're fighting, you have slightly different rules that maybe these refs know those rules better, or I have no idea. Or these judges know the rules better. I have no idea because the refs are all just UFC refs. Right. I think they have like side gigs or whatever. They can ref whatever they want, but they're also employed mm-hmm. by the UFC. Do you know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think that they are. I don't think they're employed by the UFC. I think they're employed by the state. The referees? Yeah. So then they're uh, just employed I'm, by multiple no, states? I'm pretty sure those are UFC referees. Oh, they are? Yeah, because yeah, like, like... Like Herb Dean, I just look, it says that he makes about... He's one of the most Oh, no, no, ones. okay. So the refs. Oh, okay. I'm saying judges. I think judges oh, yes, are, yes. are assigned by the state. I would agree with that. Okay. I, I that, that, yeah, would no, make, that would make more sense. Yeah. How much... By the way, I was looking it up and it just popped up. How much do you guys think Herb Dean makes? $160,000 a year. He makes fifteen hundred dollars per fight that he refs. That's actually not a lot of money. And he, he's one doing fight what? night, there's probably about five on the main card, and about let's just say eight for the early prelims and prelims. He probably so does thirteen he fights. Probably does, he probably does four or five. Four yeah, or five so that's like forty five hundred six grand. Yeah, and he's usually on every fight card a week. Yeah, like forty five hundred six grand a week. That's actually pretty. It's not. It's not. That's not bad at all. I that's thought, like I thought it was going to be fifteen hundred dollars for each card. Yeah, like, so it says kind of uh, for each yeah. match. Yeah, so that's it's like probably like close three hundred grand. Yeah, just from the UFC, and he yeah. does like other stuff outside. Right. Yeah. Well, so I, I saw this article right here from back in twenty thirteen. Why doesn't the UFC hire its own judges? Perfect. But this is like on the forums, like sharedog.com. The reason is because the commissions won't let them. They make money on the judges, also because the UFC would be biased judges that protect their favorites in there. Don't let Dana White's rage okay. at his decision fool you. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see okay. that as well. And see, like, see, there's arguments for both sides. So they, I would, can see they that. would be able to control pretty much who wins who each wins fight. That fight. See, but I mean, but that only happens in like really close fights. <clears throat> and, you know and, what I mean? And like, I don't know with who Dana White is. I don't think he'd be the type to let refs. Bah, but on the same time, he's a smart man. Dude. Yeah, if if, if Con- so it, Connor's it in a close sense match, if it's by state. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense. So then if I was Dana White, I would be causing a very big upstir trying to advocate for better judges then. Yeah, the, the athletic commissions need to do a better job of hiring judges that are more impartial yes. or that are just better knowledge about... Okay, so, and so you bring that up, and that makes sense because that's not something that I didn't think about. So then it doesn't even go on the UFC then, it'll go to the state commissions yeah, that which, are, are hiring. 
Yeah, which Dana White I think hates every single state athletic commission in the <laughs> yeah. UFC fights. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would imagine. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know how they would solve that other than just making more unified rules for all the athletic commissions with judges that are more impartial or See, and, and that's the thing, though. The, those athletic commissions, like, no, these rules have been in place for years. We're not changing them. I feel like the athletic commissions for each state, kind of like the NCAA, where there's old white men who aren't going to change. Yeah. You know what I mean, though? Like boxing. Boxing's been the same for years and years mm-hmm. and years. And that, that'll literally never change. It, it'll never change. However, boxing, I'm not going to say it's a dying sport, because, like, the boxers still make plenty of fucking money. Yeah. However, there's so many less of an audience now for it. Oh, yeah. You know, they still make the same amount of money. Like, boxers still make a ton of money for fights. Look at Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather, he's one of the richest athletes in history. Um, but there's not as much people tuning in unless it's like that, you know, the Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao type of fights yeah. where they're just they're absolute blockbusters. You know, but back in the day, people would tune in to boxing just like they are UFC. Like, you like you, check, you tune in for fight fights. Me and Logan don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, okay, there's no one I care about fighting. I'm not going to tune in. You're a diehard fan. You're like, I'm going to tune in. Boxing only has, you know, I, not so many handful I can diehard name, fans. I can name like four boxers. And almost every, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and almost every event is a pay-per-view, I feel like. Yeah. No, every yeah. once in a while we'll see them on like ESPN2 or something like that. Yeah. But th- those aren't necessarily ones that you want to watch. Like, I forgot to touch up on it, but I think like last Saturday, the same as the fight night with Garbrandt, there was a big boxing fight where each fighter was putting their two belts on the line. And I, I didn't, I didn't look at it. I don't yeah. know who won the fight. I, I don't know either. So somebody walked in with four titles. Well, and that, and that, and that's the thing though. It's like okay, boxing needs to go to the to the fact that there's only one belt. Yeah, that will that will create so much more interest in and, the game, and so much more competition. Yeah, like oh shit, the heavyweight belt's on the line tonight. Yeah, not, not boxing, not, not like one of the not eight. like oh uh, this this belt's on the line. It's like oh okay, that one, guy yeah, that, one of five that guy's sixty five and oh. Because he fights no-namers to hold his belt. Yeah. He fought one big fight where he took the belt, and then he was just like, I don't have to take any fight that I don't want to take yeah. that jeopardizes it. And I think I think Fury would fucking run that, too. Yeah, no, that, that's... Fury, and Tyson Fury agreed to his fight with Anthony Joshua yep. in the coming months, in, like, July, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then he announced that, like, in the middle of that boxing card, I only saw watched it, and I saw a clip of him walking onto the stage in the middle of them, like, previewing a fight and he's like oh what's up boys like uh tyson fury's here uh cool and he's like oh i just signed the paperwork me and anthony joshua are fighting so it's like there's big fights but even those big fights it's like i don't know what belts are on the line i don't know how many belts are on the line i don't fucking know what weight class they're fighting and that's what he's come down to it has to be one fighting organization where it's for it's for the belt it's like ufc yeah ufc is the top mma fighting organization in the world it's the top and fighting people, organization in the entire world, just period. And people dream to be a UFC champion because that means they are literally the top of the top, right? In the world, yeah. Boxing is just like, boxing oh, yeah, is like, I, cool, I, have, I got three titles, but I've never fought this dude that would wreck my ass. Who has eight? Yeah, so, and I never will because I, I want my I want my belts. Yeah, it's almost like if people in the UFC also fought in one and in, in any of these other events or in any of these other companies, yeah, they, they all fought nasty. intermingled. Then it's like, you come back to the UFC and it's like, Oh, I have a one championship belt. I have a UFC championship belt. But I have all these yeah. belts. It's like, what does the other belts mean? Which one do I actually care about? Yeah. And the judges care need to get the better. One. Yeah. And the judges yeah. need to get better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. All right. All right, guys. We went through the 10 minutes. Off so. topic on that one. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Logan, give us, give us the rundown, man. What, what do we got for, 
for you. Okay, so uh, my original topic as we talked is going to be a little bit about shitting on baseball. Uh, and then some events happened in, yesterday that made me switch my topic into sh- uh, why shitty NBA fans should be banned for life from every arena. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like it's happened too many times, especially recently, where there's been fans that I don't know what it is when they buy a ticket that they feel entitled to do whatever they want. Like they don't have to follow a list of rules that the arena lays out or just that life lays out for you. Uh, such as don't throw a bucket of popcorn at Russell Westbrook. Uh, you wouldn't do it on the street. Why would you do it when he's walking to a locker room? Uh, don't spit on an NBA player. You wouldn't do that on a street. Why do you think you can do it at a basketball game? They might. They might, and they would end up in a coma. Uh, so I just feel like there's too many NBA fans feel entitled to do whatever the fuck they want simply because they bought an expensive ticket. Uh, they don't see it as them paying money for a ticket to see the entertainment that is a basketball game or any sporting event, really. Instead, they see it as them paying money to act however they feel like. Uh, I'm all in. I want to make it clear that I'm all in for banter between fans and players. All in for it. That is fucking what I want to see. I want you to go to a, to a, an away game and not feel comfortable. I, w- I love that before the Knicks game two against the Hawks. Yes, trade. They handed out they handed out pieces of paper to every single seat in Madison Square Garden that said, "This is a chant for tonight. It is Trey is balding." That's what we're gonna <laughs> chant at this kid because he decided to shush us game one. I'm all in for that. Talk shit, do back and forth, whatever. I love when guys are creative as fuck with their insults. If you if you're creative as fuck, a player is gonna notice it and they're probably gonna give you props for it. They probably won't even get mad at you. If you're creative with your insult, they'll be like, "That was fucking good," and you guys can have some banter. And it's fine. I'm not okay when it crosses the line of being, you know, like racist. Uh, that's not okay. Uh, or when you just like simply insult somebody and it's not even creative. Uh, I.e. when that lady yelled at LeBron like, <laughs> you pussy ass bitch. It's like, that's not even creative. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to bring that up. It's not even creative. Like, everyone's reaction was like, what? Like, why? That wasn't- <laughs> the game's over. He's leaving. What was the point of that? You know, like. It, it has to be creative. It has to be fun in some sort. You know, when Trey Young played in in college, every arena they went to again uh, that Oklahoma played against, fans had posters of birds because Trey Young admitted in an interview that he's afraid of birds. So every fan would just have giant cutouts of birds that they would just throw up when he was shooting free throws. That's fucking funny, right? Stuff like that. I just fucking hate when these fans cross these lines, and we'll get into some examples. Uh, but they cross these lines, and then. The NBA has to step in, and they kind of debate on what they should do. I feel like it should just be an immediate, if you fucking cross the line, you are not allowed at any NBA game ever, because why? I don't care how much fucking money you paid for this ticket. I don't want you at this game. So this just this past weekend, just yesterday, for us, was Russell Westbrook, who was injured, leaving a game because he's injured, walking to the locker room, and a fan throws a, a whole-ass bucket of popcorn at his head. Which... <laughs> arguably is a little funny but <laughs> but in the okay. in, in the context of what did he do to offend you as a fan right. i can understand if someone was talking shit and you're like man and you get so mad at that guy you're like i ah, just lose lose control for a second and you do something even then you shouldn't do that because yeah. that's crossing a line but all he did was walk to the locker room what the fuck did he do that's there's a reason why when the guy did that and russell westbrook had to be held back by about four guys from going into the stands even though he was hurt talk about that um 
the, 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 every single fan around that guy immediately pointed to him. It was like, nope, that's the idiot. What, no, <laughs> yeah. not me. Don't get mad at me. This is the fucker that did it. He got banned from uh, from that arena indefinitely. I don't even think that should be a conversation. It should be permanently banned. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Uh, same thing with the fan at MSG that spit on Trey Young. Permanently banned from MSG. That's an amazing arena. Also, you're a fucking idiot to get banned from the mecca of basketball. Uh, I just, I just fucking hate it. Utah is notorious for just being racist. Shocker, I know. Um, you know, Westbrook and LeBron deal with it more than anybody. I feel like where just for being really good at basketball, they have to deal with more shit than anyone else. They just get yelled at by fucking fans, and half the time it's not even fucking creative. It's just an insult. I just don't know why it still happens and why the NBA doesn't step in any uh, in immediately and just say that that fan shouldn't be allowed in any NBA game. I don't care if you paid five grand for that ticket. I don't want your fucking money. So that's my point. Let's get into it. So you brought up the fact that LeBron and Russell Westbrook are two of the most, and it, it is so true that they are. And I don't. I can see why people want to sit there and trash talk LeBron. He's he's arguably one of the greatest of all time. I'm sure Michael Jordan dealt with it too, where people hated on him, and that's fine. But Russell Westbrook, like, why him? You know what I mean? Like, I know he's an absolutely amazing basketball player, but it does. It happens to him. Far too often, it's happened to him way so many times before where fans yell at him. They say they Russell Westbrook has been told racial slurs towards uh, towards him, and it's just like, why him? I why I, him? I think Westbrook is easily agitated. That, that's and I think thing, he's yeah. sassy. Yeah, I think was, right? Russell Westbrook probably doesn't let us let lets way more get under his skin than most players, but still. They get a reaction. Yeah, and that's what they're looking for, especially out of Russ, because he's such a fiery personality. Now. <laughs> yeah, like LeBron usually doesn't, like ever. Unless except, it's, like, when really that, far. except when that girl called him a, a pussy ass bitch. He, he was like, kinda, he kind of looked at He, he wasn't even went, mad. He was like, the what? He gave that <laughs> Nick Young look, and he was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. He was like, what? What are you talking to? And then there was okay. like, there was that Sounds game. Good. I'm going to go back. I, was, I think it was earlier this season, or maybe it was last season. It was sometime during the pandemic. I think it was earlier this season. They had very limited fans. I forgot who the Lakers were playing, but there was some like guy that was trash talking LeBron, and LeBron was giving him shit oh, back and yeah. forth. And then the dude's wife like stepped in and called him like something ridiculous. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, she said something yeah, ridiculous. It was, like, bad. And everyone stopped and was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, <laughs> kicked throughout the arena. LeBron was like the fucking courtside Karen over here. I don't know yeah. what the fuck. And like, just don't cross the line. Like, yeah. there's, there's, and that's that's great. LeBron and this fan are having it back and forth. Do you know how much of a as a fan? You would love that memory. Dude, it, it, yeah. So if I if I was a LeBron hater, and I and say he was on the Lakers, I went to a Lakers game. He was yeah. playing the Lakers, and you know I was like, "Yo, LeBron, you're gonna miss this shot. You suck." And then like he started talking back to me, dude. Honestly, if anything, that would make me like LeBron more. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. You know what? He acknowledged me, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and then you know he goes down there and fucking posterizes. And he'll probably look at you. my guy. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like, oh. You don't suck anymore. No, yeah, that's what I, why you couldn't do that to four of my guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then he's like, you know, then he, I guarantee, he'd probably laugh and like, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. It, it, it banter creates, is good. It's yeah, like Logan it creates that connection it's when you cross the, the line. It, it's gross. Yeah. It's it's disgusting when they cross the line. Like yeah, like Russell Westbrook. I don't know why, but he's been called racial slurs. His popcorn thrown at him for walking to a locker with room. an injury. Yeah, yeah, and like if he hit like a forty foot game winner on. You know, on the Sixers, then some some and, fans and were throwing popcorns. Yeah. Then he Russell, Russell probably wouldn't care, and nobody else would. They'd be like, they'd be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this is just like, come on, one, 
Sixers won that game by yeah, like twenty five. It wasn't close at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's just like there was why? no point. Why are you yeah. mad at Russell Westbrook? Like, like I get it. He's on the other team, and you don't want them to win. But it's not even like they were winning. You know what I mean? And he, he's injured walking to the to the locker room. It'd be it, it'd also be a different story if he just got if you know he was had a triple double in like the second quarter and sat down on the yeah. bench up fifteen and they on were the, Sixers. the Sixers. Yeah. yeah, and then and then fans were like throwing at him. Still not okay. However, I think it would be more okay than this situation. Yeah, yeah. and again, like we said, right? Like we said, what happened, and you know, we all kind of laughed because it's like, all right, like it was a terrible thing. But it's still like, man, you got hit in the dome with some popcorn. Objectively, right? someone throws a bucket of popcorn at someone, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. But I'm sure the fans did, but then as soon as Russell Westbrook turns in, it was like, boom. Yeah. Was yeah like, they got, um, he got mad and they were like, oh, no, not me. I thought it was funny, but he yeah. threw it. <laughs> the one for me, though, was a dude spitting on Trigan. I mean, like, first off, never okay, period. But two, dude, we're trying to let fans back in right now during this whole COVID pandemic and everything like that. And, and, and the first chance you get at watching a game is spitting on someone. Also, like, the dude spit on him from the second row. So he spit over some fans to try to spit at him while he was I would have turned on and punched that dude in the dick. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But if you run, run for cover. Yeah. You know what I mean? However, if somebody spits on me, I don't care how big the dude is. I will get my ass beat. But if some huge-ass dude spits on me, dude, I am going to hold up my, my pride and I'm going to fucking swing it. No, 100%. Dude, I was, when I was working at Jet, I was, there, was a, there was a guy. He goes, dude, I take a lot of shit. He goes, I got a lot of patience, man. He goes, but only time I've ever punched a girl in the face. He goes, because it was my friend's girlfriend, or like ex, something like that, did something and spit on me, and it got in my mouth. Oh. He goes, and like, like, he goes, and this bitch was disgusting. Yeah. Right? Like, 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 like hooker. If anybody right? spits on someone, you're immediately just disgusting in my book, period. Yeah, 100%. But he's like, dude, he goes, he goes so I fucking deck you right in the face. And I started dying line. He goes, he goes, you're laughing. He goes, but dude, he goes, I don't know what the fuck she has. Yeah. He goes, I don't know if she has fucking hep C. I don't know if she's got fucking some type of disease. He goes, to me, that's a threat on my life. You know, and like coming with this, like, right, like, okay, it's, you know, COVID or whatever. But like, see that dude did have COVID. He has spit on Trey Young's face. Now Trey Young has fucking COVID. Yeah. And he has to fucking be out two weeks of the fucking playoffs. Yeah, like, miss this playoff series yeah, against like, the Knicks. It'd be something so so devastating one to the team, but it's just such a disgusting act to spit on somebody. Yeah. It's like the popcorn's like, ha ha ha, you shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> spitting is like a hundred like the popcorn dude, right? Maybe he was shit faced and was like ah, Fucking why not? Russ. Yeah, why, yeah, why not, yeah. right? <laughs> Do I think he should be banned? Yeah. They're like, hey, banned a whole season, right? Maybe more. You know, the fact that it was an injury, I think it should be fucking permanent. But like you said, right? They're fucking crushing the Sixers by 40 points. He's put up fucking all this. Like, you know, it's like, all right, yeah, ban him for a season. The dude spitting, that should be banned from every single basketball game for the rest of his fucking life. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's such a Cable terrible services thing. shouldn't allow him <laughs> to, to watch him. <laughs> he has to go to a friend's house or a sports bar. No, they follow him. They put a chip <laughs> in him. And everywhere he goes, basketball gets turned off immediately. But yeah, I don't that's, know, that's great just, technology. Yeah, that, 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 that was my thing. Was the Trey one, Trey Young one specifically? I was like, what a disgusting act. Yeah, no, I, and I have some other ones. The other, the only, the biggest other notable one that I have uh, that I saw that was like, it, it's happened in the past, happened years and years and years ago. Was Malice at the Palace? Don't know if you guys have ever seen it. No. The clip of it. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Uh, do you know uh, 
Ben Wallace yeah. played for the Pistons. Do you know Ben Wallace? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it was when Ben Wallace played for the Pistons and when Ron Artest played for the Pacers. And there was a hard foul on Ben Wallace going for a dunk. He got fouled really hard. He got mad, took exception, shoved the guy that fouled him. Both teams starting shoving it. These are both teams that know how to fight. They kind of get into it. And then some fans ran up to, like, the second row to, like, get close and, like, step in. I guess. That's how they were standing. <laughs> Didn't Metal World Peace go up into the stands? Yeah, so a fan threw a drink into the into oh. the into the crowd, hit someone, and Ron Artest immediately jumped into the stands and beat this dude's ass. Like, like, like jumped, jumped into in the, the stands, game. chased the, the guy stands. down. <laughs> Everyone else ran. This guy looked terrified yeah. for his life, and Ron Artest like slant like grabbed his head and like took him into the seats. Okay, I remember that because I remember him like I remember like they showed the video of him throwing it. Yeah. Hitting them. Rontes turns around, starts running. You see the people start to clear out, and you see the dude's face of just immediate regret. Yes. It drops. He goes, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Starts leaning back, and yeah, I'm just throws up his beats the shit yeah. out of him. And then all these guys jump in the fucking stands, and then more drinks get thrown, and it's like, like you, I don't know what you thought you were doing there as a yeah. fan, where you thought you, what, you were helping your team. Yeah. They probably got even more pissed at you. Yeah. Like, you didn't do anything to help there. Uh, I looked up. Just, made the course slippery. Yeah, exactly. How long did it take to clean that shit up yeah, and the game get postponed? He was Metal World Peace at that time. No, he was Ron Artest. Ron Artest. Also, was before that. Yeah, he didn't change. He didn't. That was this was back in like the early two thousands. Yeah, like the the camera quality on the on the video is not the best. Uh, but I looked up a, just a list of other memorable no- moments of NBA fans. Uh, did not know. Apparently, a Celtics fan threw a vodka bottle. At Lamar Odom. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> on the court, uh, you know, obviously, how did you get a vodka bottle? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was my. I was like, how did you get the whole bottle? <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. Uh, Kyle Lowry was pushed by a team investor when they were playing the Warriors in the play in the finals at one point. Yeah. Uh, uh, Utah fans yelling at Russell Westbrook. James yeah. Harden got flashed by a laser when he was shooting free throws. <laughs> <laughs> That's some high school shit, man. <laughs> you know the guy as he's like, his buddy's like, "Oh, Frank's like, hey, I'm here." And he goes, "All right, hold on, hold on. Where's, 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 where's the There we go. All right, go." Yeah. <laughs> out the door. <laughs> there was there was another moment with Russell Westbrook where they were playing, I believe, the Nuggets, and the Nuggets hit a game winner. And as Russ was walking off the court, some Nuggets fan just got in his face and started yelling at him. I don't. I just don't get it. I don't get why so many NBA fans. I don't feel like this happens in other sports nearly as often. There's too many fucking NBA fans that just feel like they're entitled to do whatever the fuck they want because they're sitting courtside. Yeah, they're sitting close to courtside. I agree. Yeah. So. I agree. 100%. All right. That's all we have. Cool. All we have for, for topics. Jump right. into segments. Go into segments. All right, guys. So, boom and bust. We each got two and two. Uh, I will go first. We'll just do the same thing. You know? Perfect. Uh, first boom is Ricky Fowler. So, I remember last week, guys, I he was one of my boom because he had changed the swing, and I was really excited for him. Um, and I had called for, hey, give me a top 20. He gave me something better than he gave me a top 10 at the PGA Championship. Yep. Um, so, Ricky Fowler, you're booming, man. Stay with the swing. Don't fix it if it ain't broke, my guy. Um, love you. Always will. Had a lot of fun watching you on Sunday playing with Jordan Speed. It was a fun round. And I just, I hope this means good things to come and that you're back and that you're, you're contending in every single tournament that you play in, man. Because um, you're a great golfer. Everyone knows it, man. We're sick and tired of seeing this one. So, Ricky Fowler, top 10 PGA Championship, booming. Nice. Yeah, I'll go. I mean, 
Um, remember back when we were like first kind of getting this together and we were meeting up at Bullies uh, a couple times yeah. here and there, right? And those two boxers were going to fight. Yeah. And the yeah. one was like, oh, I'm 130, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he yeah. lost. Yeah, and then he lost. Um, well, kind of the same thing here. Daniel Rodriguez, he's a UFC welterweight, says he is 200 no from his combined total <laughs> fights in jail and street fights. <laughs> That's um, fair. You can't argue those numbers. You just can't. You can't. 200 no. That's impressive no matter who you fight. So, um, yeah, dude, Daniel Rodriguez. Boom. <laughs> Absolutely love it. All right, my first boom is going to be Trey Young uh, for his performances and the fact that he's uh, starting to show who he is. Uh, I love players like this that talk that talk, especially in Madison Square Garden. Those fans hate everybody. It's not a Nick. The fact that he put up 32-10-7 in his playoff debut in Madison Square Garden is fantastic. Followed up with a 30.7 assist performance and a loss. I think Trey Young is a future star in this league and he's having his coming out party. I'm glad to see Atlanta in the playoffs. And I hope they also keep Nate McMillan, who is their interim head coach. I hope they keep him going forward because he turned that team around. Perfect. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and, sure. and he took a loogie to the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And didn't try to fight anyone. Yeah. And didn't try and kill someone. He was humble. And, you know, integrity first. Okay. Right on. My second boom. Chicken brains. Lovely. Chicken brains. Okay. Chicken brains. Okay. Um. <laughs> chicken brains. Brains. Yeah. Chicken brains. If you guys didn't hear that one, it was out. Chicken brains. 111-year-old man. Booming. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Already. Yeah, 111-year-old yeah. Australian uh, retired cattle rancher Dexter Kruger credits eating chicken brains for his long life. Um, and then he has a quote here. Um, give me a second. Chicken brains, you know. Chickens have a head, and in there, there's a brain. Oh, wow. And they are delicious little things, Kruger said. There's only one little bite. Um, so chicken brains, I guess you're booming. Um, dude's 111 year old and he's eating chicken brains. So I, I don't know if I would want to live to be 111. No. Well, every time I see someone that is that old, that like they're like, "What's your secret to living so long?" It is always, "Oh, I drink three Dr. Peppers a day. Yeah, I eat yeah. chicken brains. Like, yeah, no, yeah. that's not practical. That's not why you just got lucky and you're alive for this long. Yeah, There's I not s- reason here." I saw one that says, I smoke a cigar and have a glass of scotch every night for dinner. <laughs> it's like, that's not I'm why like, you're alive for so long. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I guess I gotta start doing that. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're meant to live that long, you're gonna live that long. Right. Plain yeah. and simple. Absolutely. So that was my second boom. Alright, mine is, I mean, it's it's honestly kind of sad. Right? It's more devastating. But at the same time, dude, they're little things. Like, they're little, little things. So, the boom. Pink bullworms um, are attacking cotton farmers across the U.S. and Mexico and other parts of the world. Um, one farmer from Mexico said, they are tearing my life apart. <laughs> um, they are infesting everywhere over their cotton fields, um, making it impossible to farm. The reason why it's sad is because that dude probably literally needs that to survive and yeah. support his family. So it is sad, but pink bullworms, man. Exactly. Last bullworm, dude. Yeah. So and that's exactly what made me think of. Um, but I mean, you guys are technically booming in your own aspect, but it is sad. It is sad. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do my second boom, and I'm going to go right into bus as well. Okay. So my second boom is the Utah Jazz. Two finalists for Sixth Man of the Year, including the winner, Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson, both finished in the top three for Sixth Man of the Year. Jordan Clarkson gets it. Joe Ingles gives him the award. 
fantastic all around. Good oh, for the Utah cool. Jazz. Great bench performance. My first bus is the Utah Jazz <laughs> for sitting Donovan Mitchell in game one and losing game one in a game they would have won if Donovan Mitchell played. He was pissed that he didn't play. The team was pissed. Team was pissed. He came out in game two, had a great night. Didn't have the best performance, but had one of the better performances for Utah. Said he felt better than he even thought. And now it looks real bad for Utah for sitting him in game one and dropping it when they probably could be up 2-0 right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my first bust, like you, you have a boom and a bust, same thing. Uh, my first bust is Ricky Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he went up to the 18th tee. He was minus two in the top five. He goes on to um, fall apart on 18, not make his par putt and bogey on 18. Now, what that does is it drops him out of the top five, puts him in the top 10, you know, so that's why he was booming. He still had a great tournament. I was expecting him not even make a cut. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, still booming. However, um, Ricky Fowler, PGA Tour player, knows what a top five at a PGA Championship means. And it's huge for those of you who don't know. If you get top five in the PGA Championship, you get exempted into every single tournament uh, or every single major. So he would be in the Masters next year, which right now he's not uh, because he's, he hasn't done anything to put him in the tournament. Um, he did. So a top 10 does get him into the Open Championship in London or, you know, in England or whatever. Um, but he's still not qualified for the U.S. Open. If he got in the top five, he would have qualified for the U.S. Open. So Ricky Fowler, a lot was on that line on 18, and again, you showed your true colors and bogeyed, and it, uh, 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 yeah. Ricky Fowler, so close. God damn it, dude! He so he almost made his par putt, but he left himself, you know, like a 15 footer for par on 18, and that's not an easy thing to do. No, um, yeah. So it's it was just like, come on, man! His drive went wayward, and it, no, his his drive was actually decent. It was just in the rough, and his second shot was an absolute just disaster of a shot. And he did put it on the green, and even the announcer was like, hey, that's actually a really good shot from where he was. And it was, uh, but it's just like, Ricky, you couldn't do that to yourself. Was that, was, that was not something that you could do. You, you almost had a top five, and it would just it would have been huge. However, Ricky Valor, you're also a bust. Okay. Uh, mine is uh, Janoris Jenkins, a.k.a. Jack Rabbit. Um, Saints cornerback, now he's on the Tennessee Titans. Um, Drafted by the Rams. Yes, second round pick. Cops investigating because his Rolls Royce was stolen from an airport parking lot. Um, cops say Jenkins reported the car missing on May 26th and then immediately took action. Officers immediately placed a lookout vehicle updated its status to stolen. Investigators are working to determine circumstances surrounding the incident. Investigation may continue. Jenkins claims someone took his $250,000 Rolls Royce after he parked it at the airport in Atlanta. Tennessee Titan quarterback claims he parked it um, at the Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport May 5th before he caught a flight to West Palm Beach. When he returned days later, quote-unquote, my vehicle was nowhere to be found. Um, when, I returned, when I returned to retrieve my vehicle, was nowhere to be found. I immediately asked to speak with the manager. <laughs> Who was in charge? So you're my bust because you have a quarter of a million car. And you decided to leave that in the airport instead of just catching an Uber in the airport? Yeah, if you have enough money for a car yeah. like that, you can catch an Uber. Yeah. You like, hey, have hey, a friend hey, drive you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, have hey, a friend hey, drive you. Drop me off at the airport, please. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you, hey, buddy, you can drive bus. my Rolls Royce. Yeah. And drop me off at the airport. And then yeah, just, that's literally all and you then need just to take do. it back or do whatever. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, just drop it off for me. 
no big deal. You're going to leave it at an Atlanta. Yeah, at, first of all, Atlanta, that first mistake. Airport. <laughs> the real estate. Um, quarter of a mil. And you just think, oh, yeah, yeah, the airport will catch me. No worries. And then coming back, it's gone. And he goes, I'd like to speak to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Rolls Royce is gone. Um, happy. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, big bust for me. Big bust. Like, yeah, right, right. Moving on. Like, what's your second bust? All right. My second bust. <sighs> Started out as somebody else, but it turned into me. Uh, so I got home on. Uh, you're, you're your own bus too. <laughs> I know. Listen. All right, so I got home. Every three weeks. Yeah, it feels like it. I got home Sunday night, Monday morning. Right, I got off at like three. Had a rough night at work. We were supposed to have an early night. We did not. We ended up staying way later than anyone thought we would. So I was already kind of mad. Like, fucking, I just want to fucking go home, go to bed. I get home. Live in an apartment complex. There is a sign park. Right, you're like in a sign awesome. spot. Spot. Right, so Brittany doesn't park in the spot when I work, and I do the same. So expecting the spots to be open. Last thing I'm thinking when I fucking pull into my parking lot is that my spot's taken by a, like a looks like a brand new red Volkswagen backed into my spot. My initial reaction is you fucking douchebag, right? So I have to drive around, go park in front of my complex, walk all walk all. No, I didn't. I walk all the way to my apartment. And I'm like fucking mad. Pull away. I stop. I look at their car. I'm like fucking douchebag. I know you're in 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 some bitch's apartment nailing them right now. Some <laughs> hoe. Fuck you. I hate you. Go inside. I'm like I'm gonna write them a note. And I was like, you know, it's three thirty in the morning. I'm gonna go to bed. I go to bed. I'm like, I'll sleep on it. I wake up. I was still mad. Uh, I normally don't do things when I get mad <laughs> or say things because I tend to go a little too far. Uh, so I wrote a note that I thought was a step back from what I wanted to write. Uh, my note said, don't park in other people's spots. You fucking moron, uh, <laughs> fucking moron in all caps and underlined. Uh, and then I left it on their windshield. They were still there when Brittany got off work at like 12. So they were there all day. The note's still there? Yeah, note's still there. Um, and then, you know, Brittany, Brittany gets home and I'm like, yeah, I wrote a note. This is what the note said. She was like, why, <laughs> why did you do that? And I was like, well... I was going to write something worse. I didn't. I took it back. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. And she was like, maybe there's made a mistake or like something. Could have wrote a better note. I was like, no, they're a douchebag. Yeah. That car's yeah. not there anymore. They just nailed some bitch and left. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, I walked by their car. They have a car seat in the back of their car. Uh, they also parked in a different assigned spot. So they live in our complex. Uh, was not expecting that. There is a very real chance that they just backed into the wrong spot. Uh, <laughs> well, why is there a spot right next to yours? I think it's right across from mine. And oh. ours is like 291, and theirs is 281. Uh, <laughs> so so there was, they might have like just moved in. They, they might have just moved in and just backed into the wrong spot and thought, oh, it's open. It's probably our spot. Uh, hey, hey, so to make you feel better, maybe he was just again piping another bitch and just parked in a different spot. That's okay. No, hey, That's hey, hey, also, still, fuck that bitch. You can't read? I don't care how close an eight and iron are. Learn your spot, bitch. I, I got I got real mad, and then I was like, "Fuck your kid." You know, yeah, honestly. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you know what? I I, I probably went a little, a little bit too far. I understand that. I'm probably not going to apologize, and then no, yeah, I'm so not going to apologize. The only the only thing for me, like if I was in that position, I would keep putting notes on her car. Two eighty one. She's in two eighty one in her spot. Stop parking in other people's spots, you fucking moron. <laughs> Just keep doing it, Logan. Just hey, keep no, it hey, up, dude. You're, you're booming. booming. You're booming, no, dude. Hey, that might actually be the best decision. Because as of right now, they know exactly what spot is yours. Yeah. Like, fuck that guy. Fuck that 
car. Brittany parked there and she was like, if, I, if my fucking car gets keyed because of your note, and I was like, so no, maybe not that's, maybe that's the best strategy. Is no matter where they park, keep doing it because then they'll think, oh, it's just some asshole fucking one. They won't think it was specifically you guys. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Leave a note. If you don't, I will, dude. 291 is your spot. I'll look for 291, dude. I will keep I'm looking for a red Volkswagen. It's, it's backed in every yeah, spot. Yeah, I don't even care if it's at Wingstop. If I see a red Volkswagen, I'm leaving a note. <laughs> no, like, you what? fucking moron. Yeah, so it was. I, I thought I was in the right. Uh, I still. I don't feel like I'm too far in the wrong. You are still, not in the wrong. You're in your spot, Logan. I know. I, t- I took way more offense to it. I had a really rough day. And, yeah, uh, dude, you had a rough day, man, and it happens. But hey, dude, if I decided to park spot, if I came home even from a regular day, even if I just went out for some snacks at the store and I came back and someone was parking my spot, dude, and I was having a great day, you know, I was having an amazing day. Like the Rams just won the NFC Championship, and I just went to go get fucking twelve pack, and I came back, I'd be like. <laughs> no, honestly. You fucking moron! <laughs> so, my whole day would be ruined, dude. It's my old apartment complex, right? There was only like there was six apartments plus a house. And we all had the back there, right? So, but there was only like four or five parking spots for the seven of us, right? But it was it was like it was established. Like we we had been there for like three years, right? Everybody parked in the same exact spots. Yeah. New tenant came in and we just start parking random people's spots. And I get told people like, hey, like it's all pretty much established, like park in the street. He's like, okay, yeah, no worries. One night I come home from a close, right? It was clean play. I went in like four, got home at like twelve thirty, four o'clock, right? Same thing. They're parked with their girlfriend parked directly behind them, like almost bumper to bumper. And the other side, they're in two spots, and you have to come like like back in because it's a weird day. Yeah, it's hard to get out. So I was like, all right. And I'm not usually a petty person, so I backed into that spot and then pulled up to where that motherfucker had like Austin Powers it, where it was like reverse forward, reverse forward, reverse forward. <laughs> The next morning, and they left a note on my thing. It was like, hey, we'll never park in these spots again. All caps, underlined. And it said, maybe we should just have a barbecue sometime. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you, You knew what you were fucking doing. Yeah, you knew exactly what happened. I was like, I know that shit took you 20 minutes to get out of it. All right. All right. Uh, Second bust. Caps and Penguins. Okay, so they they lost, right? In our favor, right? Yes. I always move on. Brewers move on. It's going to be a really fun series. Yes. we got to get together for a couple of those games. Yes. Okay. Um, however, they're a bust because the only time the Caps and the Bruins, or the Bruins, Caps or the Bruins, have won the title, they've had to beat one, of no- one another. So, between the six titles, between two teams, each of those six titles in the playoffs, they had to play each other. So, without one or the other, they're not making it far. So, you know what? It's a love story. It's a hate story. Whatever you want to call it, you're busted because you can't live without the other. Hey, okay? I like that, though. You can't live without your rival? No, man. No, no. Caps Bruins, you guys are busted. You guys need to find other ways to win games or win playoff series without playing each other. I Sir? like that. No, I like that. I like, I like that, that you knew that information. All right. Um, I actually didn't. Hey, shout out to a guy at my work who I didn't even know who was uh, in sports, uh, Ryan Lutton. He actually gave me that information. And I was like, wow, can you send me the link to that? I would like to include it in my podcast today. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Shout out to you, my guy. Um, that also just kind of reminded me, I forgot to shout out Jacob, because he's the one that uh, told me about uh, Diego um, Maradona. Oh. He sent them to me on Instagram. So nice. shout out to Will. Or, uh, Jacob. All right. Mine is uh, Fantasy Football Today. Um, on Instagram, they, they posted something. 
that really kind of grinded my gears a little bit, you know? Right. Um, so we're talking about Dynasty Fantasy Football, running back tiers, right? So whatever scrub made this, I think it should be fired, in my opinion at least. So I'm just going to go through this. So when you guys think of the NFL, what are some – who are your tier one running backs? Is best it, best? Is this a – when you what type of rent or is it like a franchise? Like is it like continuing like year after year? So it just says fantasy football running back tiers. Okay, right. Okay, right. Uh, number one would be Derrick Henry. Yeah. Okay. Right. Henry. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook. You put all those in your top. I would say tiers. top three, especially after the last year's performance. Yep. And that would be a tier one, right? Yeah. yeah. Except for Then we have one. And it's Christian McCaffrey. Okay, he didn't play last year, but I under, I, can I understand kind of why he would be there. I get it, but he's the only one in Tier 1 okay. by himself. Alright, so now Tier 2. What running backs would you guys say? Fine, the same three. Yeah, same three. Said. Same three. Okay. Um, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and Dalvin Cook. What? Okay. So now, uh, Tier 3 running backs. Derrick Henry. Okay. Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Cam Akers, Joe Mixon and J- what? and J.K. Dobbins. This those are all tier three. Running that backs. has to be a like one of those franchise leagues where you carry over players year after year. That has to be because there's no reason why you would have young running backs like that ahead of actually established vets in this. Like, league. hey, I love yeah. Cam Akers, and I think he's in. He's due for like a really good season this next season. He had he had somewhat of a coming out party last season. At the end of the season, and I think he's due for a really great one, but to put him in the tier same three. field as Ezekiel Elliott and stuff like that, and Derrick Henry, that is absurd and yeah. preposterous. He has not proven himself to be that type of running back. Too. Yeah, yeah. And J.K. Dobbins, yeah. who who split carries between two other backs, he was, he was in a three-man rotation. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson took half of those runs. <laughs> what? And then uh, Patrick Mahomes ran more yards in the backfield in the Super Bowl than Joe Mixon did all season. Yeah, yeah. Joe Mixon and he's a top, is he's a top, he's a tier up. three, tier three running back. They put DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor above Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. Yeah, DeAndre Swift and Jonathan and, Taylor. Jonathan yeah. Taylor has had hey, one hey, good season. Yeah, sure. But Saquon Barkley, a talent coming off a torn a ACL though. Like this is the, the ones that are saying like this year in fantasy football, these are your top tiers. That's ridiculous. Derrick Henry in the tier three. He's like led running back points for fantasy in the last two, two seasons years in a yeah. row. Bust. Yeah, absolutely. Bust. Shitty list. They shouldn't have jobs. Absolutely. <laughs> What's your second bust? That was that was already yeah. my second bust. Can we start with you? I went back to back. Oh, that's right. Because you were in back to back. Yeah, you went back to back. All right, hey, guys. That concludes it for episode 28. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for tuning in as always, guys. And we will see you next week. Yeah, appreciate listening as always. We appreciate the support, and we'll catch you guys next week. Guys, we love you. Stay tuned. We're hopefully going to have some uh, great topics like this every week, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Love you. Bye, shirt. <laughs>